neighbor and say, I'm so glad to see you. I haven't seen you in too long. I can say that to Chrissy. I haven't seen her in too long. <laughs> two weeks. Camp is a great place. Where's your flat dab out, though? Bree Powell is uh, one of our counselors in training. That's what CIT stands for. She didn't like being a camper this week. I said, why not? You didn't have any freedoms, huh? That's right. She's used to going and coming and acting like she's large and in charge. So it was fun to watch her not be able to do that, I bet. But isn't it fun to see kids be touched of God and then see them respond to that touch? Oh, by the way, did you go down the zip line? Uh, No? You caught a bunch of kids? Okay. All right. I thought it was interesting. They wouldn't go out completely over the lake because they said if a kiddo dropped and fell on somebody, there'd be a liability. So they go across a little piece of the lake and then down through a ravine. So if they fall, they'll die. So you won't have to worry about that, I guess. It won't hurt anybody else down on the ground. That's right. Anyway, praise the Lord. All right. Let's... Um, Open our word to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to look at verse 10 today. Um, As we're looking at the Lord's Prayer, our Father in Heaven. We introduced uh, in an overview the model prayer last week. Uh, When you you and I come to God as our Father, we find out just how wonderful He really is. Uh, We all should have a Father like God. Now, some of you may have. Some of you may have grown up with a father like God, at least in your eyes. Now, if you were to ask him, he would probably deny that. But to you, your father was a wonderful, wonderful man. And dads are that way. Good, godly dads are important. Hugely important. Next week's Father's Day. I already have my video ready for you. It'll grab you, even your old rough, crusty dads. It's going to grab you. I'm going to tell you ahead of time. My wife gets on to me all the time. She says, why do you play those videos that make us cry? I said, because they make you cry. They're supposed to touch the emotion in us. This prayer is that way. This prayer is supposed to touch an emotion within us. When we pray, hallowed be your name, it should create a hunger within us to develop more of the holiness in our life. We have lost the ability to strive for holiness. People go to church today and not worry about the, and they want to not worry about the sin that's in their life. They just want to hear how great things are and how seven points to improve my status is. We need to come to church to understand that we are sinners saved by the grace of God. And we need to own up to our sin. You and I are sinners. Yes, we've been baptized. Yes, we've found the Lord. But yes, we still battle the flesh. Amen. Every day we battle it. Now, if you're sitting back going, I don't battle nothing. And you're fooling yourself. You're fooling yourself. You think all of heaven is waiting for you just because you don't have any issues. I don't have any problems. Boy, a little ounce of humbleness would do a great job. Amen? Hallowed be your name. 
And then we say, your kingdom come. Now today we're going to talk about praying for others. So how can we pray for others when we pray your kingdom come? Three very powerful words. But we must also know that we will never receive all the glory due His name until His kingdom becomes a reality both in us as individuals and in the world as a whole. It doesn't matter what political party you are a part of. The only hope for America is God Almighty. Until the hearts of God's people turn back to Him Will this nation be healed? Oh, and they've got to do a few things besides just turn their heart back. They need to repent, repent, and repent. And repent, and repent, and repent. A little boy, toward the end of school, was reading his Bible in school. And the school called the police and the police went to his house to confiscate his Bible because he can't read it at school. Oh, I wish they'd have come to my house. Not only would my child read it at school, but I would go stand at school in the hallways and read it out loud. I'll start in Genesis. When I get through Revelation, we'll be done. Amen? Why do we have to back down from anybody? We've got God Almighty on our side. I've got the man that created the universe on my side. Amen? Don't back down from these people. They want to come take my gun? I don't even have one. I might get one just so they come take it. It's coming, folks. There's going to come a day when we won't be able to meet like this. If we keep going, Christians are going to have to stand up. We're going to have to be counted. We're going to have to. We're going to have to be who we say we are. Plenty of lip service out there. So to pray, hallowed be your name. We've also quickly got to say, your kingdom come. Now let's look at those three words. Three little words. Your. It's it's a pronoun. It refers to the Father which is in heaven. This kingdom we're talking about is not of human origin. It's not a kingdom like we think of kingdoms in our day and age. Castles, moats, knights, shining armor, ladies in waiting. It's a spiritual kingdom that belongs exclusively and totally to God. Then there's the word kingdom. It comes from the Greek word basilia, and it means royal power, kingship, dominion, or rule. It's a powerful word. So to pray your kingdom come is to pray for God's reign to come upon the earth. R-E-I-G-N, not R-A-I-N. Thought I'd help some of you. Rush Limbaugh says if you're from some little town in California. Real Linda, thank you. So pray your kingdom come. That's to pray for the sudden and absolute rule of God over the entire world. Because when we pray that third word, come, it's, a little, it's an imperative verb. It means suddenly and quickly. We are praying your kingdom come now. Now. 
I find myself more and more and more every day praying, come quickly, Lord Jesus. When I see the atrocities that we're doing in this world, in our own country, we're seeing things. And I, I, just, I just have to shake my head. I'm sure my, gener- my, my parents' generation said, I don't know what these kids are going to live, how they're going to make it. I keep finding myself saying that about my kids and about my grandchildren. But if we don't keep the Word of God in them, they're not going to have any hope. And we're, we're living in a world that wants to take all that away. No reference of it. No hope for it. Nothing. And it's sad. But to pray your kingdom come revealed to me three appeals that are made. Number one, the appeal is prophetic. It's clear when you read the Bible that God often promises that there will be a future kingdom of righteousness upon this earth. And when we pray, your kingdom come, we are asking for our Father to bring this kingdom to pass on the earth. Now there's a few verses, Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this, Daniel 2.44. And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Luke 1, 32, He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the, of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto Him the throne of His father David. And He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of His kingdom there shall be no end. Matthew 25, When the Son of Man shall come in His glory, and all the holy angels with Him, then shall He sit upon the throne of His glory. Just surely as Jesus was born on this earth, He lived here, He died here, there will come a day when He will rule and reign here again. Looking forward to that day. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. So important to be on that side and not on the other side. All earthly kingdoms are tainted by the effects of sin. They will never be long-standing forever kingdoms because they are run by evil and they are run by the tainted nature of sin. That's why you and I needed a Savior. Because if we were, we're going to try to do good, we're going to try to do it right. I saw somebody put on Facebook, do we just, let's don't vote this year, let's all promise that we'll be good and we'll take care of each other. Sounds fun, doesn't it? Not practical. The world resides under the dominion of Satan right now, according to 2 Corinthians 4. All creation groans to be free from its bondage in Romans 8. The world lies under the grip of sin. But there is a day coming when Jesus will rule this world in Revelation 11. And the seventh angel sounded and there was a great voice in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are are becoming the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. And He shall reign forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. (laughs) Yes, sir. Be on the right side. Don't be on the wrong side. If you're on the wrong side, you're lost. If you're on the wrong side, you're going to hell. 
And you don't want to go to hell. You don't. You want to go to heaven. Because heaven is where you want to spend forever with God. You don't want to be in hell in torment the rest of your life. Read Luke 16, the rich man Lazarus, if you want a picture of what hell looks like. It's not pretty. You really want to look at it, go to Revelation, about chapter 18, 19. Not fun back there either. Satan is the god of this world, blinding men to the truth of the gospel. But there's going to come a day when he'll be cast into that bottomless pit, according to Revelation 20. Bound in chains, and he'll be unable to hinder or tempt anyone. Oh, come on, Jesus. Come on, Lord Jesus. Come back and get us. I'm ready to fly. Take my wings and fly. Amen. Now, I'm a big old boy, and it's going to take some wings fan to get me off the ground. But I believe my God is able. I might lose that extra 100 pounds once the Lord says, come on back. It's all gone because he got to make me lighter to be able to fly better. Amen. I'll be aerodynamic at that point. Israel lives in blindness regarding the Messiah, their Messiah. But they will bow down to Jesus and they will worship Him as God because every name, tongue, tribe, nation, every knee will bow before the Lord. If He's not your King, you better make Him your King. The church of Jesus Christ exists in weakness and humiliation. Tares and wheat grow up together. Church is tormented by enemies from without and from within. But then the church will be glorified. Those that have stood the test of time. Those that have endured to the end. Those that have made Jesus their Savior. They will stand with Him. <laughs> we will be counted in the righteous. Amen. We will fly to be with Him. Amen. Can't wait. Let's go, Lord. Let's go. Let's go. What a day that will be. Jesus and Jesus alone can do these things. And hallelujah, someday He will do that. So you've got to be ready. You've got to be ready. Our coaches who coach sports, they don't start really coaching until the season starts, Right? Rodney, that's what you do down there in basketball. You wait till the season starts and you start teaching them basketball. No, 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 no. They're working out now. They don't start till November. They're working now in the summer. Why? Because he wants them to be good. That's why Brad and Bryant do what they do. That's why even golf coaches, you got to practice with them, right, Kim? You got to make them practice. Oh, it says they changed that. It can't do it in the summer. See, there you go. Government involvement. Hi. We're from the government. We're here to help. <laughs> Scary statement right there now. So they can't have organized. When I was growing up in high school, they did, we couldn't organize in the summer either. So they handed out sheets of paper to us with the intent that you'll want to do some of these this summer if you have an opportunity. So you read between that like that. And it's so funny because we'd be up the track running. And here comes these cars coming by real slow, taking account of who's out there working out. Mm-hmm. Well, Jesus is still looking. He's driving by real slow. 
He's seeing if you're showing up and if you're being counted. Your kingdom come. When you pray your kingdom come, we echo the groans of nature, voicing the great sounds and the songs heard around God's throne in glory. Revelation 4, Revelation 5. When time comes for Christ to establish His earthly kingdom, it will not be something that will come in increments. It will come now. Quickly. He's going to come. Boom! Here it comes. Oh, well, man, I wasn't quite ready yet. Preacher, can we, can we wait for the second load? Man, you better get on the first load, brother. You better hang on to the, t- the bumper and say, I'm coming with you now. Don't wait. Don't wait. Oh, I'll, I'll find the Lord when I get a little older, when I get tired of playing around, when, I, when I'm ready. When I'm ready, I'll, I'll find the Lord. Will you? You ain't never going to be ready. Never. Because you got too much sin to do before you're ready. See it? You might think, well, man, I, you know, sin's fun. It is fun. Why do you think sin is fun? But it carries guilt. It carries a lot of other stuff. Even so come, Lord Jesus, your kingdom come. The appeal is prophetic. Secondly, the appeal is personal. Just as surely as we're praying for the appearance of a future kingdom, we are also praying for his kingdom to be realized in our own lives. Remember that word kingdom? Royal power, kingship, dominion, rule, reign. Your kingdom come. When we pray that, we're praying for God to rule and to reign in our own personal lives. And there's only one way that that can come to pass, and that's if you are first saved. If you're saved. You've got to be saved. He came to save you. He came to die on the cross so that you could be saved. He did. He wants you. He wants to spend forever with you in heaven. And what are we doing? Yeah, I get around to it. Yeah, I get around to it. Your mother says, take out the trash. Yeah, I'm going to get around to it. I'm involved in a video game, and it's really important, Mom. I'm talking on the cell phone, Mom. I'll get to the trash. Somehow the trash never gets to. Cindy used to say, we need to get them boys to clean their rooms up. I said, shut the door. I said, we're fighting a losing battle with those three. Shut the door. That's why they have doors on there. Shut it. Because you can walk in there. It's a toxic drop-off drop place. I guarantee you. The smells emanate from those rooms and them boys are growing up. I didn't want to find the source of that smell. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I was afraid to find it. Some of you understand. You're smiling right along with me. You can't have Him as Savior unless you're willing to have Him as your Lord. You see, God's kingdom is not a democracy. It's a dictatorship. It's a dictatorship. He sets the rules. We follow the rules. What rules are they? The Ten Commandments? Well, they're not bad. Start there. What are the rules that God wants us to follow? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and spirit. And love your neighbor There you go. Pretty simple, amen? (laughs) He also said to tithe. He also said to go to church. He also said to pray. He also said to study the Bible. He also said to memorize Scripture. He also said, oh, oh, 
You mean there's more than just the oh yeah? Oh, the big one is He expects you not to come to heaven by yourself. You're supposed to bring somebody with you. It's called evangelism. You're supposed to go out and get them and bring them to the Lord. Blah, 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 blah. Everybody goes, they get like Moses. You remember Moses in Exodus 3? He said, blah, 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 blah. God said, go talk to Pharaoh. Blah, 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 blah. So he had to send Aaron to talk to for Moses. Moses, is it Moses? He was afraid to go talk to Pharaoh. Well, who am I going to say sent me? Say, I am sent me. Oh, boy, that's great. I need something a little more zippy than that. Well, I am is pretty zippy. He wants and He demands absolute kingship over our lives. A lot of people don't like that. They want a Jesus they can mold into their image. I'll find you, Lord, when I get ready to find you. I'll do what you call me to do when I'm ready to call you and let you do what I want you to, or you want me to do. I'll do it then, but not now. Not now. I'm young. I got to live. I've got to have fun. I got to do it all. I got to experience life itself. You have no idea. You have no idea how exciting it can be being in the Lord. To go to sleep every night, and if you never woke up, it'd be okay. Wouldn't that be a great way to die? Just go to sleep and never wake up here, but over there. <laughs> I've always thought, wouldn't it be great to, to die preaching? I'd be making some fabulous point I've never made in my whole life till that moment. <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome? That'd just be great. Because everybody would be in awe that I made a point that was phenomenal. Well, he gone now. Wouldn't that be awesome? Then the waters of baptism. And die while I'm in there. Wow. I'm feeding some homeless person down on the street corner. And I die right there. Wow. When we become a citizen of the kingdom... We're expected to keep the laws of the king. When we pray your kingdom come, we're asking for our lives to be brought under the dominion of God's rule. The appeal is prophetic, it's personal, and thirdly, it's practical. When we pray your kingdom come, we're expressing a desire to see his work, his word, and his will advanced in the world today. Thus, I'm back to my title, praying for others. We might as we might face this fact. We might as well face this fact. We will not make this world any better through our own efforts. More. You can try to good your way. You can try to hope your way. You can try to buy your way. Oh, man, there's a lot of wealthy people that have tried to make a difference, haven't they? Yep. But all their money that they give has strings attached to it. You ever notice that? <laughs> Donald Trump, $58 million. He said, I only pay my bills when the people have done an excellent job. Well, who decides whether it's excellent or not? He does. He'll eventually pay his bills. That's what he said. Then you got the other one that's running, sister, who claims to be the first woman to run for president. Not true. Or the first woman who's been selected by a major party to run. It was the one back in 1867. He has kind of missed that one. Your kingdom come. We need God's kingdom to come. 
I would love for it to come because I want to see ISIS fall on their knees and call out to Almighty God. I want to see the Ayatollahs in Iran fall on their knees and cry out to God. Amen? Boko Haram. They're all the same. They're all cut out of the same cloth. They're evil. They want nothing but evil intentions. And they want to create fear and control your life. My heart broke last week when nine women, Christian women in the Middle East, the cities, women, refused. They together refused to be sex slaves to ISIS. So ISIS put them in white robes, put them in a cage, set them in the middle of the town, and set them on fire. Where do you think those women went? Straight to God. Straight to God's throne. Was it painful? Oh, no doubt. But there's a lot of pain in this world. Well, they're not here to witness anymore. Oh, but their witness, their death was a great witness. You realize that there are Muslims coming to Christ in the thousands today? You never hear about it. You'll never hear about it in the mainstream media. But there are thousands of Muslims who are turning to Christ. It's exciting, folks. It's an exciting time to be alive. There are several ways in which we can spread abroad the word. Three things. Through prayer. We pray for God's kingdom to come and His will to be done. Through submission. We yield our lives to Him. Galatians 2.20, Ephesians 2.10, 2 Corinthians 4.7. Through outreach, when we are properly burdened over a lost and a dying world, we'll go into that world and spread the gospel message. Our desire will be to see others saved and we will do everything in our power to bring that to pass. Will we as a church ever rise up and be so burdened by the lost that we'll do whatever it takes to make sure the lost are found? We had our theme set up for years. Seek and save the lost. Somebody might say, what's your mission statement? Seek and save the lost. That's all we're supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to be coming and feeling good about ourselves. We're not supposed to be coming and saying, oh, wow. Man, look at this facility. We're supposed to be coming to find the Lord deeper and more meaningful way. But too often, we come because of what's in it for me. Instead of what God can I give to you. You see, a team, Rodney, when your team becomes a team, and not a bunch of individuals, you got a team, don't you? He's got something to work with. He's got something to work with. When they become a team. I mean, Derek's a great football player. I watched him on TV, so he must be really good. If you see him on TV. But Derek, he can't do it by himself. I saw one game where he was not only double teamed, he had three people blocking him. He'd get off a two, some other guy would hit him. I think the coach ran out and slapped him a couple times. You know what I'm saying? But then, while he's tying up two or three of them, somebody else is free. It's called team, isn't it? So, you come to church today, and your lips are dragging on the ground. Your shoulders are drooped over. Somebody needs to walk up to you and put an arm around you and say, Man, how you doing? You're looking great. I'm with you. Can I stand with you? Can I pray with you? Can I just be with you? 
Yeah, I think you could. Eh? Right? That's simple. That's simple. I haven't seen Christy in two weeks. I'm going to get a hug from her. It's like I ain't got a hug from her. Stop short of kissing her on the head. I thought, well, that'd probably be too much. But I love her. She's a great person. I like being around her. Mainly because she's got candy in her office. So, you know, I'm hoping. <laughs> she keeps it hidden from me, and that's good. But outreach. So here's the question, and, and I've got a video I want to show you right after this question. What are we doing as individuals and as a church to spread God's kingdom in the world today? And what can we do to be more effective for His glory? Take a look at this. this morning that there be if there's one person here that needs to surrender that they would that they would if they would understand the cost because it does cost something to come to you the cost is we have to give up our desires and our wants and to fall lockstep in submission to you 
Much easier said than done. Much easier said than done. The kingdom of God. Your kingdom come, we pray for. And we pray that as Jesus taught his disciples to pray that prayer, your kingdom come, he had in mind those that were lost who needed to learn how to be saved. Those that may have already come to you and been saved, but who are continuing to struggle with habitual sins in their life, who need a word of encouragement, who need a new teaching in their life, who need the Word of God to become active and alive in their life. It may be that mom who's struggling with her children. They're strong-willed. They yell. They scream. They're undisciplined. God, would you give that young mom, that young dad, the extra measure of wisdom that they would need to provide in those children's lives and to become the stable nature that they need through the power of your word as they quote scripture over their children and read scripture to their children. Father, when Satan comes with the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh and the boastful pride of life, his strategy has never changed. And we keep giving in to our own fleshly desires. Would there be one today who would say enough? Enough. Would, Father, would you lay on the heart of everyone in this room somebody that they know that needs you? And then would you lay on their heart the desire to get off their rear end and to do something about that pricking, that prodding of that person that you've placed on their heart? And would they call them? Would they email them? Would they text them? Would they go visit them face to face and bring the message of Jesus' salvation to that lost and dying person? For God, if we're on the wrong side... We're going to go to hell. But if we're on the right side, we'll get to spend eternity with you. So is there one, God? Would you have them respond today? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and sing great song this morning. Precious Lord, take my hand. I need him to take mine. How about you? Let's sing about it. It's off. Okay, we need this. need the sound. Sam.